strap in, baby. Run, rabbit, run. Dig that hole. Don't forget the sun, because it could burn you. Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and <laughs> hooning around your your farm in a, in a covered-up van, it's James Barron. Ah, uh, welcome, Gareth, it is I, Count James Barron Vampire, ready to record a podcast with you. Welcome. Ooh, and I, this character's going to stay for the whole hour and a half? No, definitely not. Hi, how's oh. it going? It's regular James Barron putting putting that vampire away forever <laughs> back into the coffin yeah back into the coffin with you boy you're done <laughs> uh yeah i'm here hi how's it going we're ready to talk about more dark a film that near I've dark near dark more dark yeah near dark makes more <laughs> sense my, i've written more dark as my notes so that's, <laughs> so maybe that was just wishful thinking near dark that makes more sense we're getting near dark. I just want more dark in my life, Gareth. I want I want to just approach into the into the darkness. Getting real dark on the air. <laughs> so this movie is like very it's quite hard to find. It's very yeah. like underground cult. People people who have heard of this movie tend to love it. Someone's gonna be like, finally, there's a podcast out about my favorite movie, Near Dark. They're going to click in and immediately the hosts don't know the name of the film. Yeah, man. I'm fucking it up left and right. This is the curse of our show and that, like, we get so many details wrong. It must be an yeah. absolute nightmare for, like, people to, like, <laughs> listen to and follow along, if it, especially if it's a rare film. But, hey, we're giving yeah. you the experience of this film without having watched it. And, as always, our work is approximate at best. So, yeah, you know... <laughs> We're giving you what it was like to watch it with Pink Floyd. Like, if anyone, you know, it's hard to hear. Every film obviously has in its soundtrack someone whispering the name of the film over and over again, but we're not getting to hear that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've corrected my notes. I've now got near dark in all capital letters. <laughs> so rest easy, listeners, uh, that my notes will be 100% accurate from here on out. Um, how okay, did you we're f- gonna just look at the poster now because I'm really scared. No, it's definitely near dark. You were scared right. dark. Scared dark. Oh, Whoa, yeah. you afraid of the dark? Am I afraid of the dark? I think that's no. Okay, that's good. I sometimes I don't am. like being out and about on it. Nah, I'd rather Wandering see. out, especially when there yeah. are vampires out in the in the darkness. That's a scary <sighs> time. Do you like vampires, James? Uh, typically, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of yeah. the old vampire story. I like the, the like, affectation that they have, their, like, whole aesthetic. I regularly get compared to a vampire if I, like, dress up for, a, like, a fancy party or something. I think I just oh, no. have that kind of aesthetic. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and that I, like, wear dark suits, I think. <laughs> But, you know, there are worse things to be compared to. Like, vampires are known for their, like, opulence and and style above all else, really. Yeah. Um, except for in this movie, where they're kind of, like, ruffian so gross. punks, you know? Yeah. But I do love uh, them. Uh, yeah. yeah. How did you find out about this film, Gareth? How did Where has this come from? Where has Near Dark emerged from? Oh. In the um, psyche. Near Dark, for me, 
Because I loved watching Point Break when we watched it. Hell yeah. This show. I believe episode 30. Mm. So I looked up other Catherine Bigelow films and the one, I think this was two before um, Point Break, was a vampire western. And I was like, well, we're not going to not talk about the vampire western. Hell yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. So this is the second Bigelow film that we've watched, right? Yeah. Could you say that it's Deuce Bigelow at the moment? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Wow. (laughs) Joke of the millennium. That was dreadful. Dreadful. (sighs) I just watched the trailer for Deuce Bigelow, um, European Gigolo, last weekend. Why? Just to check in. Okay. As a, yeah. as a potential v- venue or avenue for the podcast to venture down in the future, maybe? I mean, if we have to cover every film ever made, we're going to unfortunately have to get there. It's true. Very jarring use of American Idiot by Green Day in that um, oh, trailer. Lovely. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I also watched the trailer for The Animal and I think The Hot oh. Chick. I was going, really oh, checking in man. on the Rob Schneider. The Animal. <laughs> that movie is a slog wow sorry rob i'd love to have you on the pod but damn dude what's going on (laughs) in the animal man holy moly at least that one like you know it's it's rob schneider he's an animal that's pretty wacky yeah like he's like a scientist no he's just a regular schmuck who gets changed by a scientist who's played by that australian actor the one who's australian and is in things and it was Australian, but this time yeah. he's British. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. He's known for being Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, hey, that's more than we can say about ourselves. So fair. That's fair very true. That Australian. We're actor. known for. I'm known for being a vampire, and you're known for being a New Zealand comedian. So <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's how you pitch the show to your friends. <laughs> That's accurate. Um, yeah, all right. Near dark. Near dark. Uh, the vampire western. I was yeah. I was sold based on your description last week, but definitely never heard of this movie and went in fresh and blind with the old Floyd playing. So oh yeah, I'm hype to talk about it. Um, yeah, are we are we ready to dive in or what? Have we got any more preamble-y stuff that we should cover or no? James, I I took a day off work this week, and oh. I ended up watching Near Dark during that. And then I had a lot of free time. Um, Near Dark sent me on a little quest, and Whoa. I don't know, is now the time to delve into the history of sexy vampires? Please, please delve into the history of sexy vampires, Gareth. I'm ready. Okay. My hands are in my hair i'm like <laughs> stressing out that i've i've got so much to say about it so obviously you're watching this and this is a film where there's like yeah the whole thing is that the main character falls for a vampire mm-hmm. and like has to balance that against like you know the eternal promise of the vampire classic and yeah. you're like how has this happened twice how have there been this film and then um 21 years later <laughs> A little film called Twilight comes out. Oh, yeah. 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 Two very similar sexy vampires. But then you're watching this. Um, you probably missed it because you only had the Floyd. It's true. 
everyone has a deep southern accent and i'm like how did this happen twice we're not only sexy vampires but sexy southern vampires 21 years before hbo's true blood comes out yo so true yeah so true and this blood. film also comes out two months after some more sexy 80s vampires with the lost boys yeah oh man man the lost boys yeah. the lost boys actually shares a lot of dna with this film i think like it's probably yeah. its closest cousin i would say less yeah of, old- less of the old western element but most but a lot of the a lot of the punk attitude Mm. another interesting thing about this film is Catherine bigelow didn't want to make a vampire film initially oh really she wanted to make a western and then ended up mashing it up with something that was a little more popular a little more so she knew she knew what was in the air that vampires were sexy vampires were 1987's thing yeah and like just like yeah many years later true blood and twilight producers knew that was in the air so i like fell deep into a rabbit hole trying to mm. find out what happened in 1987 and happened in 2008 like mm. what's the thing that combined what's the, the two years of the sexy vampires and it's both years huge financial crashes <gasps> oh my god right? right that makes so much sense to me that like yeah everyone it's like there's different definitely this is a causal effect and not just a correlation uh yeah definitely like it's gonna be vampires sexy vampires having a huge effect on the economy at every time that they reach their zeitgeist their zenith that everyone's just like too caught up they're too allured by by the sex appeal of these vamps you know yeah you're up all night hunting for sexy vampires you're not gonna check your like stocks are doing well you're not you're gonna trust a real estate agent no you got a portfolio yeah. of hot vamps in your area that you're checking <laughs> yeah. out. You're checking them out, you know? You don't have time. That's the issue. That's what all the stockbrokers are doing. Bloody bloodsuckers. God. <laughs> hey. Hey, yo. Man, there you but go. But it's... Yeah, it's not just um, those two... So, 2000... Like, these... Oh, sorry. I'm just steamed on my vamp- sexy vampire facts. <laughs> you're right. So, we, man. like have this black monday which was the name of the crash which mm. comes happens two weeks after near dark comes into cinemas holy shit yeah that's people are that steamed up man they saw this um, flick and they were like man fuck everything tear it down <laughs> yeah they all turned into severin and just like started <laughs> knocking people down god damn yeah and then so obviously you know the world's governments must have all met and been like, right, we can't have this. They sealed the coffin on sexy vampires. <laughs> and we're like, we'll deal with that in 21 years. To be opened at another time until the curse is lifted. <laughs> Little do they know, as we all know, 1987 is the birth year of the actress Ashley Green. Okay. And who does she play? <gasps> Alice Cullen in Twilight. Holy shit. Yes, what? this is a, you know, this is clear correlation. This has nothing to do with me going on the cast of Twilight and clicking through until I found someone born in 1987. <laughs> this is all... <laughs> well, all but what's know. Alice Cullen's um, main ability? I don't know. I've not seen most of the Twilight films. Oh, which can ones she, have you seen? Can she, like, heal people? I've, I've seen, so I've seen Breaking Dawn Part 1. And I've, oh, yes. And I think I've seen the one before that, or, like, the second one, Interesting. I think it is. <laughs> But that's yeah. it. 
They, those are the. I've o- seen the first one and the last one, and oh wow! So together, some of Breaking Dawn Part One. Okay, so together we make like a perfect Twilight Watcher between us. We've got the coverage, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, there is just like individually we have very little knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Alice Cullen's main ability is to see the future. And oh. what happens in the future? The year 2008 happens. Oh shit, that's so true. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man, it's just looming. And one other true thing to bring us into 2008 being the year of the vampire is who releases their debut album? Who? Vampire Weekend. No way. Oh yeah. my god. And they release it probably on the weekend. Right. Ridiculous. There's too many connections. Exactly. All this red red string keeps just like falling into place, Gareth. Yeah. And it's forming a large picture of Edward Cullen's face. You know, and I'm very worried about that. that. And what that means for the pod. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's watching us. Maybe we're the protectors now. What? What What fights vampires historically? Uh, Garlic? Van Helsing. Um, oh. I think it's just regular dudes with, like, big yeah. beards. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's what I think it is. They've got hats and coats and stuff. Vampire hunters. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. So... It's like wooden we stakes. Started... Yeah. yeah. We started this podcast at the beginning of New Zealand's lockdown, right? Yeah. What did we both spend all of lockdown doing? Growing big beards. That's so true. Oh, man. I've been prepping to become a vampire hunter most of my life, honestly. So that tracks for me, personally. And we couldn't, like, get good haircuts, so we're all wearing big hats as well, just like Van Helsing. Yeah, I was going full Van Helsing. My beard was unkempt. Who played (laughs) Van Helsing? Because he was the guy that I want to reference earlier, but I couldn't remember his name. So bad. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, famous Australian. <laughs> there yeah. You go. Famous for being Australian. <laughs> Shout out to you, Hugh. Yeah. Oh my God. That's incredible. I, I loved that that diversion, that digression into into the vampire psychology. And oh man, I had to have a nap after all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I believe yeah. it. So you, you spent your day, like, you watched this. And then you did a deep dive into vampire history and drew all these connections and just worked yourself up so much that you had to lie down. That's yeah. That is the true formation of a vampire hunter right there. That is your true calling is before you. I don't know, because do you know when I had my nap? I don't know, man. You tell me. During the daytime, like a vampire. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's been bitten. He's turned. <laughs> oh, no. You turned me, podcast. <laughs> Turn Undead, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Look out. Oh, man. Anyway, so it. that's where I lost my mind. So should we, um, and this is, I'm very proud I've just come up with this. Should we sink our teeth into oh. how this movie matched mm. up with pink floyd delicious taste oh. the blood of that joke so good <laughs> let's do it hell yeah uh i want taste if i ever do like a solo show i want taste the blood of this of these jokes to be <laughs> on the back of the flyer <laughs> it's very strong <laughs> yeah 
you can direct quote beyond that and they'll be like who's this weirdo <laughs> what does this mean <laughs> taste the blood of these jokes so good there you go oh, it means well it means very little um all right yeah let's go let's let's do it let's do the thing that we do this movie starts with opening titles as we usually would and speak to men mm. playing um this movie is made is produced or distributed by something called dig and i want to know <laughs> i, I want to know what's up with dig but I, yeah i like that dig is here dig's logo <laughs> is just a big like gaudy lion like mgm style but like side on here he is the dig do you reckon it's the same lion probably but in profile they're like when they were filming the mgm uh uh shots they were filming the the intro for mgm on the titles you know um they had (laughs) dig was just off to the side getting their own little footage of this lion (laughs) just a bit of rogue capture by dig yeah dig was pretending not to be filming but just had its like phone out yeah man (laughs) it's far It's old yeah. old Donny Digg out there with his yeah. Nokia just capturing a bit of footage for his home releases, you know? I don't think he classic knew that's Digg. true. But I do love it. Uh, yeah, so classic stuff at the start here. The movie starts with a mosquito biting down mm. on some flesh, tasting the blood of the jokes, and uh, gets slapped away, and the, our, key, our main character, Caleb, here, Calls the mosquito a dumb suck. The first dialogue of this movie is the words <laughs> dumb suck out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> I do love it as like an intro to a film and also just as an ex- as an expression to say, as soon as I get bitten by a mosquito uh, when I next go on holiday, because it happens basically every year to me. I'm, yeah. I am a... a prime resource for the mosquitoes of new zealand they devour me every time i travel oh, um, you got that good blood i do i've got that, you got that true blood the charm of true blood that's for sure yeah um <laughs> but yeah i'm absolutely gonna say dumb suck every time Please um, do. yeah i'm sorry i'm watching these credits and these opening titles so we got the, the sun setting super fast and all that and who should appear so there's a a, a character named loy in this movie um, who is the dad of Caleb here. Yeah. And he's played by a character, uh, not by a character, by a, a real human man Ooh, named Liz. Tim Thomason, <laughs> which is the greatest name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Tim Thomason. Fantastic. I just want to know oh. everything about him. And you, when you see him, you're like, yep, I get it. This yep, man is, is definitely Tim Thomason. <laughs> He's got like a, I can... a, a oh, rumpled, go. he's got a rumpled face, a, like yeah. a big, strong, like almost like De Niro like qualities to his face, but like more, more country, more country Western inspired as a man. Yeah. At least in this role, obviously, but like, yeah, definitely, <laughs> but definitely a like grouchy dad type. I'm into it, you know? yeah yeah big fan of any character called loy as well so this is yeah. just my it's like, like lloyd but you ran out of time yeah man it's, it, him, his name probably is lloyd but just out here in the west everyone's just like <laughs> what up loy that's Lord. just like where they get to someone like yeah. misspoke once in a bar back in like 1955 and it's stuck forever you know <laughs> oh man but oh. i love it uh yeah 
I can one up that name by one yeah. person. Lay but it unfortunately, on me. it involves diving back into my <laughs> terrible research day. Oh, the sexy. So after watching diaries. this movie, <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Um, after watching this movie, I was like, "Well, I can't just go in unprepared." So, in the year twenty twenty one, I started watching True Blood. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How is that going? It's all right. There's one character I really don't like, and they mm. keep cutting to him in the middle of like cool scenes of Bill and Suki. And oh, then it's man. just like this guy again. I'm like, okay, hurry up, hurry up. And then we get back to the cool stuff. Man. But there's a man employed by True Blood to do their still photography, and his name is Jamie True Blood. <laughs> Whoa, no, 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 no. That's not okay. What? <laughs> right? That's like having like a character called Gossip Girl and Gossip Girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's not okay. It's like, everyone's like, who's Gossip Girl? And it's like, hi, my name's Jimmy Gossip Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I've just transferred here from out of state. What the fuck? This guy's name right. can't be True Blood unless his, like, everything's gonna revolve around him come season 19 or whatever True Blood gets up to. Like, it's I... the only way. Yeah, unless he was, like, created as a tax dodge by the TV show True Blood. But I'm on his official website now, and he kept working. He did the poster photo- photography for Jurassic World, um, Bumblebee. Whoa. Um, there's a f- he took a photo Whoa. of Spider-Man at one point. Did he? <laughs> wow, wow, give it Peter Parker. Apparently, I'm just clicking through his showbiz photos. Yeah, Fair Jamie enough. True Blood. Unless it's like they had to invent him, and they were just, you know... The writers of True Blood were just too good that they actually just created a true, true blood man. The true, true blood. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. That's pretty impressive stuff. They just like accidentally manifested their show into a character in the show. You know? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, he's like a walking tome. He's barely, he's not (laughs) even a person. He's just like a font of knowledge. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's why they had to cancel True Blood as he then absorbed it and now he can walk around... (laughs) Yeah, True Blood's final episode just ends with, like, that man's mind expanding into an event horizon. And the lore and history of True Blood, all your favorite characters, all your friends, get sucked into it, into, through his eyes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just form a new universe uh, within True Blood. And that's when history, history repeats infinitely and... And we just, that means, that's just reruns right there. So. Whoa. That's True Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it. What would be thing. amazing is if then, because you know that whole thing about Saint Elsewhere and every TV show is actually contained in the mind of that boy? Mm. Have you heard about this? No, I have not heard about that. Uh, but I believe um, I think, yeah, it's like the end of some soap opera called, I think Saint Elsewhere. It right. ends with it zooming out and being in the all in the snow globe of this um young boy and Whoa. all in his imagination but because that show crossed over with many other shows that crossed over with many other shows it means like half of every tv show including like law and order and all that Whoa. and weirdly like seinfeld <laughs> is all part of it's the all in same the universe within this boy yeah Wow. So what would be amazing is if one day that boy grown up has to then fight Jamie Trueblood to, re- like, release their universes. Oh, man. 
that could well happen that's gonna be the like the mcu of like daytime television from 1980 <laughs> like everything's gonna yeah. collide together it's all been building up to this all of tv has been building yeah. to this one climactic moment that disney is gonna provide for us yeah oh god the tv non-cinematic universe <laughs> exactly the uh the old free-to-wear universe that people aren't talking about enough no damn uh, so we're about like um two seconds into this film so. definitely yeah or I, i've got to get to my next note here on on my list of notes uh this film another little credit that i caught here in the intro has this film's got music by tangerine dream gareth yes what i so i watched this movie blind and like did i went in with the floyd playing so i heard exactly zero tangerine dream how's the soundtrack how is it um it's very sparse honestly because i didn't realize it was tangerine dream until um after i'd seen it genuinely i felt like and please i know i'm like in terms of having good taste this makes me wrong (laughs) the whole time i just felt like it was the intro riff to welcome to the jungle was playing but they were never going to kick off into the like welcome to the jungle every time yeah i was just getting um guns and roses edged really yeah (laughs) damn that's a good bit oh edge cool rose oh damn the only thing better would have been if for the whole time it sounded like when the streets have no name that would be better u2's guitarist man just get get a man who calls himself the edge he's the edge i'm on the edge that's a bit from another show (laughs) i can't do that um uh but yeah they yeah so we we, we'll talk about the film let's do it um (laughs) oh man uh yeah there's a dude just driving along here's our boy um uh caleb he's wearing a big old cowboy hat you're still trying oh, to yeah. make your big hat happen, by the way. Is this a thing? You like at last summer you were trying to make big hats happen, and now you're yeah. you're bringing them back and having it your cool big hat again. I guess it's winter now, so you probably won't be wearing as big a hat. Well, maybe I you'll mean, go it still bigger. Makes, it still like would make sense. Like I've got so I've got my essentially a primary school sun hat that I wear all the time. Hmm. Like in the summer yeah and i love it and a lot of people hate it oh yeah and then i used to have a bright orange sun hat but i never wore that so i donated it and then yeah i've been borrowing maddie's big big round hat i think it's definitely come up on the show quite a few times but interestingly i did start wearing that initially around um when we started the show so that's some more van helsing um oh man there you go you were reading yeah yeah i think i will i definitely do wear it but i worry about being the van yeah we're all worried about being the van you know yeah he just he goes through the ringer in that film and i don't want that for me frankenstein gets trapped in some ice that's not good um anyway (laughs) uh yeah so he rocks up to like a bar or something and then has like a little playful western guy fight with a guy that he knows here they're just having a wee drink out here by the truck and who should mm. should they see but a, a young blonde lady out here in the in the night and they all look at her they say feast your eyes boys <laughs> and they just all like stare at her i guess this is like a small town texan thing to do um, yeah but yeah probably she, the first woman they've ever seen that they didn't know for like their whole lives maybe yeah but yeah she's yeah. just out here vibing and eating soft serve 
that's like yeah. what she's up to um and uh yeah so our, our boy caleb goes over and asks for a bite of her ice cream and yeah. which is pretty forward guy come on man that's like not gonna work <laughs> on the on the that's a that's a power move <laughs> that's a flex yeah his moves his moves are way off this whole yeah. time he sucks yeah. uh but yeah, yeah she, he like, does he and she introduces herself her name's may she's uh from a nearby town in texas sweetwater texas which i believe is oh, yeah. a real place but i don't know for sure i've never been to texas you've been to texas sweetwater i've never been to texas all right that's fine we'll get there someday. but i have not also have not messed with it so you know no i'm never gonna mess with texas oh no it's too big too big a place <laughs> Don't yeah, fight me, Texas. Squash me. I'm, I'm, yeah. I want to come visit. We want to do St. Floyd on tour in Texas. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Exclusively um, a Texas tour. Yeah. The Texas tour. Yeah. St. Floyd, yeah. Texas tour. It's great. We just like form a belt that goes all the way across Texas with our travel yeah. car. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. She's here with her friends and we get into On the Run and Caleb gives her a lift home in his little truck. They do a lot of like stopping and starting on the way because mm. Caleb thinks this is like a booty call kind of situation and she is like, nah, man, that is not what is happening. Um, so, yeah, like she she stops the car the first time because she's like, ah, look at the night. Isn't the yeah. night dark? Isn't it more dark? I mean, near dark out here? <laughs> Goodness me. It's dark, but it's also so bright. It's like, all right, <laughs> what does this mean? very strange <laughs> mm. she's a, a little bit like hippy dippy looking at the stars and stuff but it's, it's fair enough caleb is unperturbed um yeah she's dropping all kinds of like weird mysterious stuff like yeah you know when the sun when these light of these stars reach here in a billion years i'll still be here and he's just like the pretty lady <laughs> pretty much yeah she's yeah. like she asks him to l try and listen to like hear the night basically everything that she says could be adele lyrics and that would be fine <laughs> yeah um yeah he does not care uh she's like talking about how she's like basically immortal like, <laughs> yeah. like when, the, when these stars burn out i'll still be here again more adele lyrics um yeah. <laughs> and he's like i ain't met a girl like you before uh i'm out here <laughs> trying to get some soft serve that's my <laughs> texan i'm never allowed in that's texas good. after that um dang Sorry, yeah. guys. Tour's cancelled. Tour's cancelled. Uh, send back the merch. Yeah, send <laughs> the merch. Oh, God. <laughs> the Sink Floyd Texas tour. It's like a big... <laughs> it's our logo, but there's a big Texas cycling in and out behind it. Um, very yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. We get the crash sound in on the run here as well. It doesn't really align with anything other than, like, getting back in the car, which is whatever. Mm. Um, puts on some country rock on the radio or just country oh, yeah. music that we don't get to hear presumably by tangerine dream just doing a bit of yeah. country i don't know um and then yeah they drive caleb's got a surprise location for them to drive to they hop out of the car as all the clocks go off again not really a sync but that's what happens yeah. um and yeah he shows her her his big white horse that he's got out <laughs> yeah. there uh and uh yeah the horse like goes fucking nuts at, at her presence very scary very scared yeah. of this of this tiny blonde lady 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, he's like, get out of here, you silly beast. And then he like lassoes her as like a, as like a pickup move that I guess would work quite well in Texas. Probably contextually, I think this would work. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's so fun to mime lasso people. Yeah. So. This dude's got an know. actual lasso, which like adds yeah. definite credence to his his move here, for sure. Definite... It's definitely creepy though. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, they're like alone out in the middle of nowhere. They've just met. Yeah. It's like very weird. Let me tie you up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, pulls pulls. Uh, she pulls him in because uh, mm. she's very strong. <laughs> very very strong for such a small lady and um yeah goes in for a big kiss and uh but she's really worried about the time and time mm. is playing mate we go oh. yeah we're in time there's a lot of yeah. talk about time all of a sudden mid time she's like saying <laughs> oh we're running out of time uh we got pl and caleb's saying we got plenty of time because time is still playing so yeah it's fine <laughs> Everyone's, everyone's fully aware that Pink Floyd's time is currently <laughs> playing over the airwaves. Um, and yeah, she just, I guess she just wants to get home before dawn is my uh, thoughts here. And we, mm. we like, as if to like cue this, we hear a rooster crowing, um, or at least it's described on screen for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like. It's it's quite funny, like that. In case you didn't put that together, they're like, "Here's an extra little, little note for you to pick it up." <laughs> you know, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably buried deep in the mix, but because we don't get any subtlety with our subtitles, no, it's just like big all caps rooster, caw, caw, like <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, uh, even though you can, you can't spell subtitle without subtle. Yeah, you know how to do it. So true, so true. If only they were more subtle. Oh, never mm. mind. Uh, yeah, she's like worried about getting home before anyone notices, and Caleb's like still trying it on with her. Basically, I feel like they've been driving mm. for like hours at this point, <laughs> and he's like still well, trying. Yeah, to put the, the sun's on about her. to come up. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to this later, but it feels like the sun is always like four minutes away. Yeah, basically. It's this we're yeah. always near dark at the at the end of uh uh the at the, near dark could apply to early evening or <laughs> early morning, yeah. you know, either side mm. and we're always taking place in that exact location and that exact point in time. Um so there you go. Yeah, maybe this film's set in like um we think it's like Texas or Oklahoma, but it's actually like set in like very high parts of sweden in the summer whoa and we're actually only getting like a 10 minute actually nighttime quite possible i doubt yeah. it but it's possible for sure i mean we again couldn't hear the accent so we just assumed that it was southern <laughs> south of uh south of sweden a southern sweden yeah. film yeah <laughs> little did we know they got mm. cowboys up there probably um yeah well they've got cows and boys yeah. cows and boys that's all the ingredients you need yeah to make a cowboy <laughs> oh man uh but yeah like he his final move here is he just stops the car and basically is like right i demand a kiss before yeah. driving any further if we want if you want to get home you gotta give me a big old smooch girl it's no good 
Mm. Weird move. It's the worst. Um, but she's like, all right. And so they, we go slow motion and she goes in for the kiss perfectly in time with time solo starting up. Yes. Which is yeah. like, whoa. Uh, watching the like slow-mo kiss happen over uh, time solo. Very good. That was working for me. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah. So she goes in for this kiss and then, yeah, moves and bites his neck because she's a secretly a vampire and um, draws blood. And he's like, what the fuck? And she jumps out of the car, still in slow motion, and like runs mm. away. And instead of fucking driving his car after her, which he's already in, he hops out of the car and like races after her on foot. What the hell, man? That's poor decision making. You're in yeah. a car what <laughs> yeah save yourself the trouble like if you wanted to if you wanted to chase someone down after they've bitten your neck and you're mm. sitting in a car and they're running away on foot like i don't know it just it seems like a real easy decision to like hit the gas to me but yeah whatever i, I don't know um so mm. luckily this is explained in the movie in that like after running away and chasing after he gets back to the car and uh it's out of gas or something or he just can't use it because he decides to like walk home <laughs> he's been driving yeah. with her for so bloody long that his car's out of gas so all right <laughs> i don't know what the move was like if, the, if this car ran out of gas exactly here or it's just maybe it's just like a shitty car that broke because he like stopped here and demanded a kiss i don't know yeah his car's like built in with um like his disapproving parent yeah like, stop that if he gets a kiss he's not allowed the car anymore yeah <laughs> that's it son i'm revoking your privileges it's me the yeah. ghost of your mum, inhabiting <laughs> this car notably yeah it's mom. where that never comes up the yeah. ghost car yeah that's for a different different story that's in more yeah. dark the sequel to <laughs> um but yeah uh so yeah he just sort of like walks back across the deserts and the fields or whatever all the way home um but he's like uh, falling over and stumbling around and not looking so good and um over this pink floyd sing uh hanging on in quiet desperation that line which is yeah. pretty pretty sweet um but yeah he's like he starts like burning up in the sun starts like smoking out of his clothes i quite like this effect uh the way that Same. they handle this is very impressive um yeah this element to becoming a vampire uh i feel i feel like i haven't seen a movie do it this way before but it's it's done quite believably weirdly yeah. right up until the end but we'll get there um yeah uh so yeah, there's, we go and see uh, his young sister and his dad, Loy, uh, working on the farm. His dad's doing some like doctor work on a sheep or something. <laughs> He's like a farm veterinarian kind of guy, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, and he's like stumbling through this field as we get into Great Gig. And what should happen now? though as we his like little sister spots him across the field is like oh look it's young it's caleb he's come back after a night out on on the town um, yeah and great gig starts up and the bloody breaking bad rv just rolls in <laughs> yeah just like swoops like straight up the rv <laughs> from breaking bad yeah. um and it just drives up to caleb and people just scoop him into it 
and drive away. Mm. And and yeah, uh, Loy and and Sarah, like the little kid, um, chase after the um, chase after the RV again on foot when they have two count them two perfectly good cars in the background of this shot. Like, what on earth is going on in Texas where no one will use their cars, Gareth? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so angry about this. <laughs> I know it's just, like, horror movie logic, I guess. But it's just like, man, don't put a car in the shot. It's Mm, that that easy, easy. guys. (laughs) Oh, man. It was very frustrating. Uh, Yeah. But anyway. Like, uh, what kind of, what bigger emergency are you saving this car for? I don't know. They're going to get used to it. It's only later on where they realize that they have a car. That they're like, all right, let's do a slow chase across the country. Mm. like across the state rather so silly mm. uh so yeah we've got these the van the nasty vampire lads uh in this rv this breaking bad rv and they're holding guns to caleb's head and like threatening him and they're really upset because may's turned the sky she they've waited too long and he's already turned into a vampire and yeah. um yeah so he has to come with them and so they drive into like a sort of like airplane hangar kind of place and uh they all rest up there for the night and may gives caleb a big old cuddle and says it's all gonna be all right Mm. (laughs) it's like all right (laughs) um we see that uh the police get called and he's just like yeah all right well we'll go looking for that boy (laughs) but don't know what we can do (laughs) Police are particularly useless in this film. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's uh, we meet some of the crew here. <clears throat> We've got um, a little kid vampire, which is always a good bit, you know, like yeah, interview with a vampire, all that stuff. Uh, we've got Homer is this little little boy vampire. He's about like eight years old or something, or like maybe like early, maybe like uh, eleven, twelve, actually. Um, still young. But he's like an yeah. old man inside a little kid's body because he's a vampire, obviously. Um, yeah. And we've got uh, Jesse Hooker, who is the like patriarch of these vampires, like the leader type. He's got a big old scar on his face. He's looking like the main um, replicant in Blade Runner. I don't know if it's the same guy. Ooh, but it definitely, I think it is. It definitely looks like him. Um, yeah. Or a bit like Bill from Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, if he was Unkillable Bill. Unkillable Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. Kill Bill 2, Bill Can't Be Killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we've also got Diamondback, who is mm. a lady here with, like, huge bouffant kind of blonde hair. She's great. L- covered in tattoos. And yeah. Also looks like a replicant, to be honest. Definitely, yeah. Strong yeah. replicant vibes. Um, and Severin, who is, like, a Didi Ramon, like evil punk rock vampire <laughs> yeah uh, yeah like a this is gonna sound so mean like a dirtier Didi ramon but yeah. a cleaner julian casablanca so true man fully accurate i feel like jesse <laughs> uh jesse no um what well, uh well, julian casablanca definitely modeled some of his like mid 2000s looks on this movie because like yeah for sure it's like the exact look um that it, like that he's replicating there um weird character to choose and base an aesthetic off honestly severin is direly unlikable throughout yeah. this film um but fair enough 
He ref- he definitely like um some of the stuff I've seen about this film is people have pointed like they all love this character so much. Man. Even though yeah, I don't get it. And like even to the point where he's the guy on the poster even though he's quite a minor character. Yeah. He's like a punk rock asshole who like doesn't yeah. take no for an answer and just sort of does whatever he wants. He's treating this film like a playground basically. Yeah. Uh, and having a whale of a time. Actors clearly loving the role, like having a great oh, time for with sure, it. Like, yeah. Kicks ass. Probably the best performance in the movie, which is maybe why he's yeah. the poster. But as a character, holy shit, this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. damn. Possibly why this film wasn't like a huge hit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like a sleeper uh, cult classic kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they like... Uh, we meet all these guys and that he's got to prove himself uh, worthy to join the crew. He's got a week to do it. And mm. uh, we get into money and they all drive off in the RV and they switch cars. So they like steal a car from a lo- used car lot and uh, burn the RV down with like f- with some fire. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All this stuff is really dark and really difficult to see. This is not near dark. Mm. This is fully dark. Like, I can, can't tell what is happening in most of these shots. Uh, yeah. They're sort of Don't like, watch this film. Don't watch this film on a sick day with the curtains open. No, nah, like, man. You will, yeah, have no idea what's you going on. You have a tough time. Um, yeah. But yeah, they've got like BMX bikes and stuff on the roof rack <laughs> of this new car. They're just having a good old time. Um, uh, yeah, Caleb's just like upset. <laughs> he's a cowboy out of his element and he just wants to go yeah. home. Um, and he's like, all right, I've had fun with you weird people, but I'm going to go home now and see my family. And May's like, well, I'll see you soon, LOL. And um, so he sort of like, we have a weird sequence here where he like stumbles through town and like tries to buy a bus ticket to get home. Um, And like can't afford it. He's got $11 in the tickets 13. And he like buys a candy bar and, but he can't eat it because he's a vampire Mm. and he doesn't like the taste of food. (laughs) And then this guy like appears behind him and it turns out he's like an undercover cop or like an off-duty cop this dude like mean mugs him for like ages because i guess he's like a dirty looking sick boy (laughs) and he's like uh this guy's clearly on drugs yeah uh and yeah so he like looks him over and like sees that he's got blood on him and stuff and he's like man i just want a a ticket home i just want to get the bus home and good guy cop here bloody gives him the money to go home and sends him on his way doesn't like book him for drugs or anything like mm. it's just like all right son you seem you seem all right here's here's yeah here's two dollars or whatever you needed to get home <laughs> yeah. good on him like shout mm. outs to this guy i judged him too harshly by his like mean mug initially but turns out to be a boss like yeah well when we first see this cop pink floyd do sing it's a crime so i oh. can't bl- you know i have to agree that i got a bad fight he was just as well it was just attuned to the floyd his his cop yeah. sense was a tingling and he's like a crime in my yeah. jurisdiction and he just like head on a swivel spots this boy you know <laughs> yeah that must be it yeah but luckily due to him hearing the pink floyd he realizes that money is the true evil yeah. And this bus driver not letting the boy onto the bus. 
Here we go. Just because of money? That's not okay. All the lessons. There you go. Mm. Mm. Deep in the mix. Deep in the mix that uh, Floyd brings out, you know? Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we get into us and them and he's like stumbling around on the bus and he's like, oh, you gotta let me off. Uh, like, like as if he's like drunk off his face and he's like dribbling yeah. this like gross gunk out of his mouth. Um, we get a couple of like transitions. He's like walking along out outside, stumbling around, falling over. And we get like full on like wipe transitions right to left across the screen for this, which is very weird. <laughs> Just yeah. like watching Star Wars all of a sudden. Um, uh, but yeah, all of a sudden he's bloody back at the, at the aircraft hangar where may was he's like found his way back here despite getting on a bus out of town he's been yeah sucked back with the power of the suck you know the the vampire <laughs> it's just Bryn brought all the way back um and he's like stumbling over and she like bites her wrist and lets him lets him have a wee drink from it now this sequence um like that she like does this and like He's like kneeling in front of her and then this mm. transitions to them like making out. It's very sexual, this whole thing. This is the very, the sexual vampire diaries in full effect. Like, this yeah, is, this is the effects. Um, yeah. Uh, Honestly, pretty uncomfortable. Like you could play this to people if you're trying to get, teach kids about abstinence. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's pretty mm. gross just like drinking from her wrist and it's like Ooh, yeah i don't know um she like they, he gets all like high off of this as well like it's a drug that he's that he's hitting from and then like um yeah they she repeats her line from earlier about the dark being so bright that mm. it'll blind you and then yeah they just sort of like run out into the night it's like what the fuck <laughs> what is happening here <laughs> um but yeah um back at the old uh ranch caleb's dad loy is here and he wakes up after having a wee nightmare about his son getting all hot and heavy with a blonde chick and he's yeah. not about that and he gets up and goes and sees his daughter and she's and she's also having nightmares and they're like right let's go and find our son our friend caleb let's go let's <laughs> go find him go find your brother um they go to the policeman and he says, well, it's sort of a cold case. We have no idea where he's gone. Um, I do like the shot of this police guy because it's like yeah. the classic um, like Venetian blind behind him and the light coming through. Like you can't see his face at all. It's very noir. I'm very into this. Mm. Um, Lots of cigarette smoke. Like you can yeah. smell it coming through the screen. It's real nice. Uh, I wish yeah. there were more of this kind of detective-y stuff because it's just the kind of thing that I love. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah so Lloyd takes it into his own hands so he goes and asks around at the gas station i get a specific subtitle on my screen telling me that there's no dialogue for this don't even think <laughs> yeah, about same. it <laughs> yeah. it's like don't, e don't even trip mate don't worry about missing any dialogue us subtitlers haven't screwed up all right it's perfect yeah. so good um yeah and this is over the um, the good manners don't cost nothing ad lib as well when he's just asking mm. around at the gas station looking for the for the good manners the good helpers out there. Um, also, that little sequence plays out perfectly over the length of that ad lib. And as we cut back to the song mm. 
of the of the song us and them um we get to cut to the next scene which is real nice um yeah yeah Caleb uh, tries to call home from a payphone but gets no answer because obviously Loy and Sarah are out looking for him. Um, and then there are, he goes uh, walking past some like trucks and stuff and he says that he feels this like weird thing going on inside him and May's like, it's all right, just embrace it. Like it, I'm watching out for you. Everything's going to be fine. She's this weird combination between like love interest and like maternal watcher for him. Yeah. She's like his mother, but also his lover, which is very <laughs> uncomfortable for, yeah. for vampires. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird dichotomy. Um, this is something when you dive as deep into the um, to the sexy vampire world as mm. I accidentally did this week. Yeah, yeah, I keep bumping up against like, ah, oh, but you're not really that old. You're actually like ancient and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which this movie goes out of its way to point out that May was only bitten four years ago. Yeah, it's so fine. She's it's only fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah, don't worry. Even so, slightly older than him, but she still immediately takes on maternal kind of vibes. Yeah, it's also messed up because they reveal that she was, like, bitten while she was still in high school. So, it's kind of, like, she is presenting as a as a high school kid. But yeah. that's still fine for Caleb to hit on her out in the middle of the night. Like, I don't know, man. Oh, that's, yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause Even the if film she then is, has... like, 25 on the inside, it's still, like... Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not great yeah. nope 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 yeah um anyway oh. uh yeah so this now it's time for uh caleb to like prove himself kind of uh mm. he's got to learn to kill <laughs> so uh we get a couple of um uh like a sort of montage thing cutting between all the yeah. different characters that we've met and showing how all the other vampires show like th- how they do it we see Homer lying on the ground, uh, pretending as if he's a kid who's fallen off his BMX <laughs> and like a kindly old man comes over to check on him and then obviously gets bitten. <laughs> yeah. Ruthless. And this just misses Pink Floyd's lyric, the old man died. Yeah. So close. Yeah. Um, we see uh, Severin doing a bit of hitchhiking. He's like going for like full greaser. He's in like different costume tried to make himself like very presentable and mm. gets picked up by a couple of ladies which presumably he devours i don't know um anyway <laughs> we don't yeah, really we see that much. at least uh we get uh diamondback and jesse together who are like driving along and like reminiscing about how they met like a hundred or so years ago or whatever um mm. and they pick up a hitchhiker as well but this hitchhiker turns out to be um, robbing them. <laughs> he like, yeah. here's a partner who pulls a gun on them and they just sort of stop and smile. And it's like, yeah, well, we know how this is going to go. Mm. <laughs> Again, all of this stuff is implication. Um, but then we cut to, uh, we see that uh, May and Caleb have been also picked up as hitchhikers, similar to Severin's method. And they're just hanging out in the cab of a big truck with this guy this truck driver guy who's great he's yeah bloody bopping to some music and he's loving life as a truck driver um fucking love this guy yeah i like 
as soon as I saw him and like just like saw his demeanor, I was very sad that I he was gonna die. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I instantly, I instantly fell in love with him. Um, he's like teaching them how to like break in a truck, and I'm like paying rapt close attention to this man. I'm like, it's Yo. yeah, it's a four minute instructional video on how to <laughs> correctly break a truck. <laughs> yeah. You see, the truck's got two brakes. It's got one, and you got it with an air brake, and you gotta hit that. And if you don't hit that first, you'll jackknife. And it's like, all right, <laughs> it's a very detailed description, which is enjoyable. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's all—it's a bloody Chekhov's truck, but you know. Yeah. I feel like most Chekhovy things never go that far into detail. Well, they kind of have to, I guess they have to explain how it works. I don't know. It's not yeah. really vital to how the truck pays off, but it's all right. <laughs> hmm. uh, but yeah. Gives us uh, more time with this man. Fish, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, Caleb like yeah. does his like weird creepy stare as if he's about to lean over and bite the truck driver. Um, but uh, can't do it. Gets him to pull over mm. and jumps out of the car and like stumbles away all sick. And the truck driver jumps out of the car and goes to check on him because he's such yeah. a nice guy he's like oh man you're really sick i'm so sorry man and it's like oh i love this guy and may's like well i guess you're not gonna do it so she she does the bite herself she bites into the truck driver man's neck and caleb does his weird like feeding from her wrist again yeah he's such a little this- little wimpy vampire baby like <laughs> The mm. fact that he can't do his own kill. It's like, ugh, come on, Caleb. Step it up, mate. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it's like the movie's setting a very strong moral like line in the dirt that like he's not killing, he's not a killer. But then like yeah. May is killing left, right, and center, and then we still the film's we like still, Yeah, but she's cool. Yeah, but she's fine, yeah. It's it's all yeah. good. She's a hot blonde. We just have to accept mm. that she also murders people out of necessity. Um Yeah. But yeah. Uh yeah, this so, feeding scene as well, extra creepy because those like big oil riggy things, those like oh, essentially yeah. the little drinking birds that they used to <laughs> find oil. The drinky um, birds of like oil. Going, <laughs> the drinky birds of oil are just going ham in the background of this yeah. and like yeah, they're thrusting into the ground. He's sick, sipping on some blood. She's having yeah. a good time. And it's, yeah, it's again, very pink play this at your... Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, actually, save this for your Pink Floyd tribute act concert. Mm. To play on the screens behind you. Yeah, for sure. They're all about mm. this industry... industry oh, God. Industrialization? Is that a thing? No. Industriousness? Yeah, um yeah the, the i feel like you could see like oil rig like oil tanker things what are these called i don't know they're like the, the, drinky, the, the birds. drinky birds you could they could have them in a pink floyd video and it would i would not think that amiss at all yeah do you know what it is it's because they look like big hammers and obviously pink yeah. floyd love a big hammer they do they do love a big yeah. hammer yeah that's fair uh yeah, yeah. so the Call crew of bloody four. yeah sorry <laughs> No, I'm getting back to it. Yeah, the crew are bloody pissed off. They're upset that he's failed the test. He can't do a kill. And they're trying to debate whether or not he gets a second chance. Um, And he has to make a kill tonight. Otherwise, things are going to get real bad for him. Because it's sort of implied here that because they're immortal vampires, 
they could like lock him in like an iron maiden and he'll just like suffer forever or something like that they'll yeah. do some kind of like eternity torture to him which is pretty messed up um yeah because none of these bros are that chill they're gonna nah, do that definitely not these guys are the least chill <laughs> people yeah um but yeah as we uh finish up we we're in eclipse as they are talking about this and as eclipse ends they roll into a bar for the start of the effectively the climax of the movie takes place in this in this bar here um, yeah we get into like playthrough two and um severin is just being a real arsehole as soon as he walks into this bar uh knocks over a guy's shot um orders he's like hey you're all right man i'll get another one give this guy another drink and then demands that he pay for it <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know if you know how commerce works <laughs> severin <laughs> uh but uh yeah like he's like well if he's not gonna drink it i guess i better drink it and so he drinks this sh- the replacement shot and then this guy this trucker hat guy is like really pissed off and goes over and like goes to punch him and severin uses caleb as like a human shield <laughs> to yeah. just take the punches and uh <laughs> it's yeah he's just such a dick uh <laughs> And then, yeah, like, Caleb is like, go on, Caleb, show him what you got. And Caleb, like, throws one punch at this guy and, like, sends him flying because he's got that vampire strength now. The trucker hat goes flying onto the pool table in the background, um, knocking him out cold. Uh, Meanwhile, like, Jesse and the rest are just hanging out over in a booth, (laughs) just chilling. Mm -hmm uh and a waitress comes over and they ask her for just a glass and then they cut her throat with a switchblade and like drain her blood into the glass for them all to drink from it's fucked up this bartender is looking like everyone in the bar has like frozen and is just watching this play out like they are pieces on a game board just waiting to get taken at this point you know very nice um yeah it's it's ruthless jesse gets up and like shuts the door to the bar he's like that he's like no one is getting out of here um the bartender Mm. is like sort of filling a shotgun from behind the bar like trying to get that because uh he's got a bar full of vamps and he's got to get rid of him (laughs) you know he's seen van helsing he knows what's up yeah um yeah uh severin goes over and picks a fight with another guy like a bandana guy and this guy like starts strangling him which severin really enjoys and like takes his sunglasses off mid strangle and puts them on himself which i love that as a power move i just think that's great um that's so cool and that um sweet sunglasses switch happens as um breathe segues into on the run yeah real nice yeah um and then yeah he like turns this uh strangling around and squeezes this man's head until like he breaks bones i think uh, with his vampire yeah. strength it's pretty gnarly um this is so gnarly uh yeah this whole scene is a lot to deal with uh so yeah. he's like now covered in blood um and like drinks this guy's blood from his neck and he's like i hate it when they don't shave <laughs> which is really weird like the fact that it's something that i guess i never would have thought about it being a vampire that you don't really get to choose your prey that often right so he's just like 
drinking from the necks of these stubbly dudes all the time. Yeah. That mustn't be <laughs> getting rashes fun. everywhere. Yeah, poor Severin. Yeah. He's like his face routine must be a nightmare. God damn. Especially cuz any glimpse of sunshine burns his face like raw mm. and I was rubbing it against stubble. Oh, the worst. He's got very sensitive yeah. skin, Severin. That's a that's a little fact that we didn't get to see very much in the um in the movie. Uh, mm. a notable uh, clericel advocate severin <laughs> yeah. yeah get him he's on actually the always got like cucumbers and um face masks on every time we don't see him in shot every i believe it any every time he's <laughs> off screen i would like him a lot more if that were the case if we caught him just yeah. like doing more like idle tasks you know i find him a lot more relatable and friendly <laughs> instead of just yeah being an- instead yeah Instead, I just wondered if it was an un- like a part of vampire lore I was missing in the film that they can't bathe. Yeah, he's super gross. Yeah, he's a very disgusting man. Um, but yeah, maybe there Same was like a, a like a point where Caleb goes to take a bath and he like starts boiling the water or something like that could be like yeah. a, a cut content, a cut scene from the from the film. I could really see that. Yeah, yeah. All this part of Texas, all of their um all of their pipes just contain a little too much holy water so no yeah. one who lives there can shower yeah it could be it's just uh, the holy land <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i guess so um i mean yeah do you reckon that comment's gonna uncancel our texas tour i don't think so we've got a it's, we've got Dang. a long road to hoe here i think to get yeah. back into the heart of our texan core texan audience uh, <laughs> take us back please yeah yeah I, I, I want i want to visit texas i would love to just figure it yeah. out what's going on what's going yeah. on texas that would be my main question see... on the tour <laughs> let's start every people show think you're doing that. it yeah <laughs> people it... think you're doing it as a yeah texas what's going on but, but no. then you just sit quietly and wait for an answer yeah <laughs> it's, yeah i just wait that's my only contribution to the to our whole tour i just sit there <laughs> sit there in a chair and you're like vamping and doing bits and stuff and i'm just like yeah. no i want to hear i want to hear what they have to say gareth <laughs> would you quiet down at one please? point yeah you silently get up unplug my microphone <laughs> and then turn your microphone to face the crowd and it's like well texas well what have you got to say huh what's happening what is going on we're never going to texas at this rate um no <laughs> uh yeah so uh basically it's just the bartender and another guy left the pool player guy um mm. and the bartender is like oh shit things are popping off we get into on the run and um he pulls out the old uh shotgun and shoots caleb in the stomach even though he hasn't done anything wrong uh so like but caleb is fine he sort of shrugs it off because he's a, a immortal being so yeah. he's all good um and yeah, like Severin like jumps up on the bar and is like smashing glasses, kicking stuff all over the place as the bartender like is backing up and trying to reload his shotgun, terrified, yeah. just like taunting the shit out of him. And he slits the bartender's throat with the spurs on his cowboy boots, <sighs> which is, again, a pretty sick move from like a complete douche, but yeah <laughs> but like that's pretty cool 
that's a yeah. that's a scene that you want in a cowboy in a vampire western, right? Like, yeah, I reckon that was probably her, like Catherine Bigelow's big western idea that she wanted to make. Yeah, and then she had to like you know figure out how to vampire this. Yeah, that scene, this bar scene, I think sells it in the room. She probably like had this in in storyboards, and then is like, yeah, this is what I want to make, and people were like, yep, the people at Dig so were just like, here's the money. <laughs> here's our dig money like (laughs) you know i don't know um yeah uh the trucker hat guy from earlier wakes up the guy who got punched out um and he gets shot in the back by homer (laughs) little homer with a little pistol um so they've killed everyone in the bar except for this one guy who's playing pool and um may goes over to him and like pulls him over to dance with her to some country music that's playing and he's like dancing around with her and crying and it's Mm. rough stuff he's like whimpering and we're into time already by this point this is a really long scene um and uh yeah it's the she says she like sort of indicates to caleb that this one's for him to kill because it's the only one left and this guy sort of puts two and two together and he's like, oh, fuck this. And he does a full jump out a window, yeah. le- leaps through a glass window, loves it, and uh, runs away. Um, and so the the vampires in the background stay and light the bar on fire, covering their tracks and like throwing bottles of spirits around as Molotov cocktails. Um and they're having a grand old time they're celebrating their victory basically over this place uh caleb catches the guy the running the guy running away who like pleads that he to let himself let him go and caleb lets him go he lets him run off because mm. again he's just like can't bring himself to um kill someone or feed on them as the vampire code dictates um and yeah uh so it's like all right he failed again and the vampires are again pissed at him and they drive they've got to drive back to the um uh the place where they're staying the the like uh aircraft hangar uh yeah and they're racing home to avoid the sun i do like that they're like blacking out their car as they go to sort of protect themselves from the rising sun i find this interesting they've like got like foil and masking tape and they're trying to like black out all the windows yeah i think that's awesome that's really nifty like um, yeah almost mad maxian kind of thing very good like world building stuff which i'm into yeah um it, it would be really hot in this car if they were trapped in it <laughs> like it would be a nightmare there's like six yeah. people in this car or five people in this car all hanging out and they're all crammed in there they've covered all the windows in foil and they're in the middle of texas mm. like god damn that's an oven <laughs> like yeah Terrible. i don't get it like if you're a vampire why would you be hanging out in the south where it's like extra hot and extra sunny yeah man like we all know the best place to go is forks washington yeah go up to sweden or, yeah <laughs> the south of sweden is the perfect place would have yeah. been fine never mind um but yeah they're worried because they're like not only because the sun is creeping up but because the police are hot on their tail because they've done like five murders or whatever mm-hmm. um and so they pull into the aptly named hideaway motel um <laughs> here and uh they rent we get uh 
Jesse going in uh, to rent one of this man's bungalows, <laughs> which I very much enjoy his like specificity on that. Um, and the guy like recognizes him. He's like an old man who's woken up early in the morning to like serve a customer. Yeah. And he's like, what? haven't you come through here before? And he's like, oh yeah, I come through here once every 50 years or so, which is another <laughs> great bit for a vampire. I love yeah. it. Um, and yeah, so they're all chilling in this bungalow. Homer's sleeping in the bath, which I think is really funny. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they're all snoozing when the police are outside. They've tracked them down to the hideaway motel. So they've failed there. And the yeah. kid from the bar is with them. He's found the police. He's like, that's where the vampires went. That way. Um, and so, yeah, they've like surrounded this bungalow. Uh, but, and, but of course, they aren't really afraid of the police, but they are afraid of the daylight. So yeah. they're sort of trapped in here. Um, and so they load up with all these guns that they have. I don't know why so they're so well armed as vampires, but they are. They've just got yeah. huge amounts of guns. Um, I guess it's Texas, but you know. Yeah. Uh, and they put on like Mad Max goggles and stuff as well. Mm. Jesse has these like goggles with a nose attachment, which I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. They're nearly like Groucho Marx glasses. They're only missing the moustache. I really love it. <laughs> he had to take that off. People weren't taking him seriously enough in the few months. <laughs> I'm a scary vampire. <laughs> I've got a rat tail. <laughs> All right. Oh, his rat tail we haven't discussed. No, well, we haven't seen it yet, but yeah, he's got this oh, gross point. rat tail, yeah. which is only revealed in one shot, but I was like, what? <laughs> He instantly lost so many levels of credibility for that rat tail. I was like, man, I, I was so scared of you. And now I'm like a lot less scared of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, this actor, um, Lance Hendrickson, I mm. believe. Um, so he did a lot of his own kind of um, like method stuff for this role. Like he apparently just went out in the day and just like, dressed himself up as a um, civil war soldier because that comes up later whoa that he was in the civil war yeah and just like you know ran around <laughs> like a weirdo and then like <laughs> method yeah at one point he got like picked up as a hitchhiker and scared the guy and then gave him 80 dollars so he went what? full method so i wouldn't be surprised if this is just his rat tail that he grew and like yeah Kevin i Bigelow it. was like i don't want this rat tail in shot i'm gonna try to hide it as much as possible <laughs> You will only face the camera, sir. I don't yeah. want to see your rat tail. I don't care what journey you had. <laughs> Goodness me. Amazing. Yeah. Um, he ruins every other shot except for one where he gets to turn his rat tail around. <laughs> yeah. You see, if he's trying to get away, if it's if the sun's out and he's trying to like run away from me, he just grab his rat tail and then he's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's a leash on him. <laughs> yeah, it's not not a good one. Uh, anyway, we get a gunfight. They're started. They're shooting out the the windows and out through the doors and stuff. And this is over great gig for us. Shoot out for great gig. Um, bit of a yeah. bit of a somber one. I don't know if that's the best song to shoot out to on on Dark Side of the Moon, but who's to say? Mm um it's definitely like if you're not trying to make your shootout seem like a cool thing if you're trying to be like 
Yeah. Lots of guns, man. Yeah. What are they about? What's what's all this yeah. violence about? I don't know. It does have the not frightened and frightened of dying ad lib in there, which is like pretty appropriate to a gunfight. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, so as soon as they like get hit by the daylight again, they start like smoking because some of the old vampires, some of the like older ones, just burst a light like instantly. Yeah. They catch fire. Which is like awesome. <laughs> I was really shocked to see this. I was like, hell yeah. That's some yeah. some like they're very fragile, these vampires. Um Yeah. Very cool. What does it remind you of though, this uh man setting a light? Man catching fire? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, just the front cover of Pink Floyd's uh, whoa. Magnum Opus, uh Wish You Were Here. Oh, their other one. The other opus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I don't care about that. I f- unless the yeah, unless the light that caught that man on fire was refracted through some kind of prism, then I'm out. You know, like I don't really oh. care. It's just like a, a sequential thing for me. I think you're onto something. That light yeah. lights that man on fire, and then in the background there's a wall. Yeah, there you and go. Behind that wall is a cow because there's a cow on their other albums. It's true. Yeah. Oh wow. They got a big floaty pig probably somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that yeah. also animals? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, the cows on um Oh, Atom Heart Mother. Oh, that's right. 1970. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh we're fine then. It's all good. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So um they they move to escape. Like they send Caleb out to like go and get the car, and he uh like runs runs away with like a blanket covering him a cop like a super cop comes out around mm. here and snipes his legs <laughs> like yeah. shoots it, like quite a violent shot of getting like shot straight through the calf muscle and like yeah. going down it's it's wild but yeah of course he keeps running because he's a, a mortal vampire mm. but he just starts like he catches fire much like the wish you were here album cover and yeah. like just is running along in slow motion and gets into a car this looks like it was done for real um this this stunt like at least the stuntman was doing it it's pretty impressive because he's yeah. on fire for a long time as he's trying yeah. to like fumble and get into a real car <laughs> like god damn it's a pretty i wouldn't be surprised people in america in the 80s and 90s loved setting people on fire like the guinness world records actually had to remove that record for like longest time spent Jesus. on fire because like too many people are a breaking this and b hurting themselves yeah far out doesn't seem worth it don't set yourself mm. on fire don't play with fire kids that's the yeah. today's moral on sink floyd <laughs> oh man uh but yeah so he gets to the car and like drives it straight into this humble bungalow and mm. destroys it and everyone piles into the into the van into the car and they drive out the other side <laughs> yes which, which i love instead cool. of like backing out you're just like nah we're driving straight through so good <laughs> yeah i also really wish they kept this vehicle because it's like a black van that's like all blacked out all the windows are blacked out from their hiding from the sun and it just looks yeah. cool 
It's it's, yeah. it's way better than the Breaking Bad RV that they had and the old car that they put BMXs on top of. This is the third mm. vehicle from the movie and it's sweet. So yeah, I, I this is my canon vehicle for the movie Near Dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much like the uh the Ecto one in Ghostbusters or the Batmobile. This is the the equivalent car for the franchise. <laughs> you know? Um Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm for it. Uh, yeah, but they get away and everyone's like, hell yeah, you've proven yourself, Caleb, with your s- daring stunt where you got set on fire. Good on you. You're one of us now. Um, and they go uh, switch cars again. Uh, they get rid of this van that I love so much. And then they go to another motel to hide out. Um, and yeah, they all like pay deference to Caleb for being a, a good vamp man. Uh, mm. uh, Severin gives Caleb one of his spurs off of his boot, which I don't know about cowboy lore, but that seems like a pretty big deal. Yeah, right. Giving another man one of your spurs, that's like, yeah. damn, that's the highest honor, surely. Mm. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, this is where we find out that Jesse fought for the South. Uh, great stuff. Okay, weird. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> was not okay at the time no and not okay now but no, you know. definitely i guess not. he's the villain yeah he's a bad guy uh yeah in case you weren't sure uh and um we've got homer does the like handshake like too slow swipe into his own hair move classic it's uh, weird that he acts like a little kid sometimes but then other times acts like a fully grown adult i don't know it's a little strange yeah yeah uh i don't know i'd prefer like if he was just straight up old man yeah it would be better if he just like yeah. kept like yelling about stuff that no one understood like about like ancient <laughs> history that would have been way better yeah <laughs> you know man this was worse than tomley's key like, <laughs> it's like what the up. fuck is tomley's key <laughs> yeah. all right man whatever <laughs> uh, but yeah uh we get some of the lore from may that we've covered already uh, she hasn't seen the sun in four years and she was again high school age, which is kind of messed up um, mm. when she turned. And it was Homer that bit her as well, which is yeah. added layers of weird. But okay. Um, uh, Would you remain friends with the one who turns you into a vampire? I mean, it seems like they have this like coaching setup kind of situation yeah. happening vamps helping other vamps so uh <laughs> i guess i would like follow on in that way but once i found my feet maybe as as a vamp on my own i'd probably settle down in the castle somewhere if i could yeah you know like get get a couple of underlings and some peons yeah. uh to fetch me fresh blood etc i don't know like start my own vamp franchise yeah. yeah i mean that's the vamp dream i think so yeah i think hmm. it's, yeah that, that, i haven't thought about it too much but yeah it, it, like any good startup it's good to have a plan um yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah like we we cut back to the crew and they're like all hanging out and playing poker and stuff homer is smoking uh, a, a cigarette and he's a, a for real child actor just smoking yeah like a real cigarette and he goes outside and lights up another one so we got we get all our smoking children stuff going on in this movie which is pretty cool um yeah you know how you've always wanted a movie with more smoking children 
Yeah. Oh, smoking I, super I, cool. Sorry, I hit the yeah. I hit, didn't hit the G hard enough, and smoking children, and it sounded way worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> smoking. Smoking yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah, smoking. that ain't. Sorry, sorry, that sorry. That ain't. Anyway, that ain't ideal. But yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, so he, he is someone, uh, on his second cigarette of the night, uh, he goes out and hears someone take, get at the Coke machine, getting a, getting a drink. And who should it be? But it's little Sarah, uh, Caleb's sister out here. And he like, has a wee chat with her and invites her to come and watch TV with mm. him, which is weird. It's, uh, this yeah, this is... made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. <clears throat> so my interpretation of what is going on here is that homer wants a vampire friend of his own like body type and age like he wants someone like similarly aged to as him to become a vampire so that it's yeah. not weird for him to be an adult man trapped in a child's body <laughs> um yeah i like that that's 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 nicer than no but like it, the there are added implies. layers of complication and implication here that like really fuck this up to so mm. many bad levels of like he's n nearly worse than jesse for this <laughs> like yeah it's pretty fucked this whole thing yeah. um but anyway uh he because he'll still always be like hundreds of yeah. years older than any other like child maybe vampire. yeah maybe it's like age is supposed to be relative if you're a vampire and you live for thousands of years or whatever but it's still fucked up okay i don't know yeah but maybe it's not fucked up to homer because he's just been a child for so long Ugh. i think a lot of things that are fucked up aren't fucked up to this child murdering ancient yep. vampire yeah there you go yeah. makes sense he's got a warped worldview uh yeah yeah he's definitely but, the one i'd want to hang out the least and that's including oh, um Severin. absolutely child vampire i'm out like there is that's like yeah. an added layer of creepy that i'm not into <laughs> like child that knows way too much is fucking terrifying mm. all on its own like regardless of the supernatural <laughs> like yeah i don't know um yeah it's young sheldon is a real horror story for me <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> that classic bit of vampire lore. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, so she gets invited in to watch TV and they're sort of hanging out and um, they find out through some like social engineering of her where she's staying and like they send Severin off to go and find Loy, basically, who's in another room. And uh caleb returns after like making out with may presumably doing the mm -hmm. weird like drinking from her, her wrist again and um it's like oh shit it's my little sister and they have a like re they reunite here and then loy is like ushered into the room uh and they're like well this got really complicated really quick uh <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like super awkward because he's hanging out with all these like terrifying punk vampires and it's mm. like, well, these guys kind of have to die now that they know that we're here. <laughs> and then yeah. he's, and Caleb's like, well, they're my family. Please do not do that. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, Lloyd's It's a real dichotomy that can only really be explored while listening to Pink Floyd's Us and Them. Oh, yeah. So true. So <laughs> true, baby. Um, but Lloyd is not ready to explore that. He just fires a no. shot off. <laughs> into jesse 
who's like a, stepping stepping him out, walking up to him, and he. Yeah. Cool move by Jesse. Gets shot in the chest, spits the bullet up, and hands it back to him. Puts it back into Loy's top pocket. Love this move. Holy yeah. shit! I don't know how that works, like biologically, but I love it. Like <laughs> it's so cartoony. Like I could yeah. see that happening in like Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Um, but yeah. Uh, so they're like, oh shit. Well, shooting them won't work, but they get away by um, opening the door to the and the sunlight flooding in, and all the vampires are like, ah, oh no! And um, Caleb rushes out with like a coat over his head, and uh, they drive away, and the vampires are like sort of trapped in their in their hotel room. Yeah. And Caleb like tries to explain where he's been and what's been going on the best that he can. And he's like, well, it's, it's a fucked up situation, dad. Here's what happened. <laughs> Explains it all and like lays it all out for him. And his dad's like, well, I got to get you to a hospital. And he's like, dad, a hospital can't fix this. And he stands, sticks his hand out and it catches on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like, and then, yeah. So, yeah, they demand not to go to the hospital. And um, his dad takes him home and he's like well we can try something and he's a simple farm doctor man but they he performs like a blood transfusion on his yeah. son caleb uh we get like as much as we saw like a detailed description of uh breaking a truck we see a like very detailed uh showing of how to do a blood transfusion <laughs> yeah. with limited equipment um and yeah uh they do this and uh we think that caleb has died because loy like mm. gives him a big hug and like starts weeping over his body and so it like it's very sad he like wipes all the char and stuff off of his face and the dry blood etc the dirty mm. boy vampire grossness that he's required not to get rid of um, <laughs> yeah uh and yeah we think he's dead but the next morning sarah comes in to like check on this blood transfusion this midnight blood transfusion and uh he wakes up and he's fine and the sun doesn't like char his skin uh yeah so he's a full human man again now yeah how did you feel about this so yeah this is an important point for me this is a sticking point in this movie uh because all it takes to stop these people from being vampires to, to return them back to being human is mm. like a overnight like eight hour blood transfusion <laughs> like, yeah. and then you're a human again does this work on any stage of vampirism because later on spoiler alert for the end of the movie but we're gonna get there anyway but this happens to may as well and she is like five years into being a vampire so yeah. she's done the like kill ceremony thing as well so and she's just like turned into a regular human so could it have been saved could this story have been saved by them being like look we've figured out a way to like turn you back into regular people let's at least offer this to all the vampires that we know <laughs> right yeah. like if you want to like return to your normal life especially homer who's like effectively he could be like a child genius who could like live a regular <laughs> life i don't know oh god i don't know i don't want to meet a 30 year old homer <laughs> 
yeah it's true it's sort of like a reverse big situation that's happening there, <laughs> yeah which is no good um but yeah like but yeah that's such a good point yeah like it could have at least give them the offer you know like mm. like live a mortal life and not have to like go around murdering people i don't know it's yeah it's it's interesting yeah. it, th the fact that it's this simple kind of bothered me i don't know yeah. yeah or at least like it's you know it only works because he hasn't done a kill yet or yeah something. like it's but it works on yeah. may later like she yeah exactly and she's definitely done a kill <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's done more than one kill i don't know hmm uh who's it's it's probably my least favorite bit of this was just like oh sweet easy yeah Good. it's it's too um, easy for sure hmm maybe he has to keep doing this like every maybe. like couple of weeks otherwise he'll go full vampire again i don't know yeah or it's actually turn him into like a werewolf or something oh no tragic yeah <laughs> um but yeah they caleb's stoked he's got his life back and he celebrates by carrying sarah around on his shoulders yeah shirtless in a field <laughs> yeah. i guess like he's woken up from a blood transfusion and he like had his shirt off for that so he just like oh, okay like went around immediately after getting up off the hospital slab or whatever but like because i did funny. read that scene as well sorry i did read that scene as like four hours later <laughs> <laughs> yeah right he's just been shirtless yeah. all day he's just yeah. hasn't even thought about it he's been so stoked of, over being a human <laughs> again um love it uh but yeah sometime later we like gathered gathered around the dinner table and hanging out and uh sarah goes off to bed and caleb's gonna go read to her and uh but he hears a squeaky swing outside and he's like well dad I'm gonna... i didn't like the sound of that squeaky swing i'm gonna go out there and oil <laughs> that swing and and Lloyd's like you don't need to do that right now <laughs> that's a weird thing to do <laughs> and he's like nah i gotta it's go get the wd-40 i've got to sort that swing out right now it's so yeah. weird um uh, <laughs> like the fact that he says i've got to go sort that squeaky swing i'm not making that up that's actually in the movie yeah yeah it's, it's really funny um but yeah it's spooking this old cowboy that squeak <laughs> And he goes out there, and um, of course it's May out in the night, sitting on this uh, yeah. swing, and they have a sort Squeaking of like mini, yeah, they sort of have this like mini awkward moment where they're like, oh, don't know what's going on, what happened to you, and uh, but then they like run in and embrace each other. They're like they actually yeah. missed each other and they care about each other. They've got this weird connection. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, she notices that his skin's warm and that he's a human again, and. She's like, well, you got to choose. You got to choose between being a vampire and being a human with your family. And honestly, that's a real easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, well, I've known you a week and mm. you kept asking me to do murders. <laughs> so. And all of your friends suck and hate yeah. me. Yeah. So I think yeah. probably going to chill here with my with my dad and my little sister who yeah. don't ask me to do any murders um the only thing i've got to complain about here is the squeaky ass swing oh my god it's and occasionally my mum's ghost in the car oh the worst i can't mm. sleep with the squeaky swing 
And she's like, no, that was me. <laughs> it's like, nah, yeah. but it must be the swing. <laughs> Why do you think I was out at the bar at the beginning of the movie? I was trying to get away from the swing. Ah, oh, the worst. Squeaking all yeah. damn night. Can't get a moment's <laughs> peace out here in the country. You know how quiet it is in the country? All you can hear is that goddamn swing. Oh. <laughs> uh but yeah he goes up to she she like runs out into the night the the blinding night and um and he's like well all right i guess that's the end of that and then goes to read Hmm. to sarah but she's gone she's been captured her windows open the notorious sign of someone being kidnapped the window being wide open classic (laughs) um (laughs) and and yeah so caleb like races off again on foot to try and find uh the vamps because he goes outside and at least here the two cars are shown again and we see that the tires have been slashed yeah like okay good at least there's an excuse (laughs) for not using a car at this point in the film they never have to have bothered like he was just gonna not take it anyway yeah right didn't even need to look it's not like he's even used these they're just like window dressing at this point um uh yeah they so it's like all right well at least i got my big white horse so he goes and rides that into town cowboy mode activate um yeah and very just, cool yeah he's like riding down the city streets looking for vamps like van helsing um we are here in brain damage and it's a good vibe mm. um and yeah of course we didn't think about this through though because earlier in the film the horse was super scared of a vampire <laughs> and as yeah. soon as one appears it immediately bucks and throws him off uh yeah severin is out mm. here in the dark and he picks him up and like throws him like 20 feet backwards very scary uh and he s- delivers the line i'm gonna knock your tonsils out of your little asshole <laughs> which is quite the Oof. threat yeah that's a lot it's a lot to think yeah. about it's a lot of visceral imagery from from Severin <laughs> here um i'm not surprised coming from him this is what he's all mm. about uh yeah so he runs over to like a big pickup truck and uh well, no, a big pickup truck a big actual truck and um yeah and the driver here i want to say that this guy is like a cameo from somebody but it's he's great because he's just like he's like you need to get out of my cab i'm gonna count to five (laughs) sir five four three two and then he gets shot and killed by severin Mm -hmm. it's it's like an angry scolding dad (laughs) he's like very cartoony and great but he's only around for a few seconds and dies um and uh yeah so uh caleb like is now driving the truck straight towards severin and severin's doing the classic dark knight joker stand in the middle of the street thing stop trying to hit me and hit me um and yeah it just drives it but uh caleb's got the follow-through that batman didn't and just drives straight into severin rolling over him in the cab and caleb's just like yeah i did it (laughs) easy i killed that mean vampire uh which is great um because he's been like avoiding murder all the film and yeah (laughs) and then just does this one he feels great about it (laughs) um which is very funny uh but then yeah severin of course not dead climbs up onto the like hood of the truck 
uh over the bonnet is like very scary half of his like face and side has been ripped off from the yeah. undercarriage of this truck terrifying um again very dark night absolutely yeah uh yeah just like uh half of his face being missing for sure yeah um and yeah uh so he's like jumps up onto the hood of the truck and is pulling out like wires and bits of engine and stuff like making this truck no longer truck basically um and this is happening and caleb like bails out of the truck as it's driving along presumably there's some kind of sound cue here for him to like signal that he should jump out of this truck maybe he jams the brake i don't know following the instructions of that lovely dead truck driver maybe yeah i don't know but anyway he bails out and the floyds the floyd boys they sing out that they can't think of anything to say as this truck explodes it's a huge inferno Mm. uh great explosion um yeah yeah uh we see uh the spur of uh severin's boot fly out of the explosion and land on the pavement and uh caleb like takes his hat off and picks that up as like a sort of like weird cowboy deference to to severin i don't know um and then yeah he turns to walk away but um sees uh head that may and jesse are there in their car in the the car and um homer's in the back seat with sarah and they're holding her hostage and um homer's like ready to like bite sarah and turn her into a vamp um mm. and she's like fighting and fending him off and he's it's sort of like a mexican standoff situation where they're like he's caleb is just walking towards them and saying like let her go and that's he it's just that's his whole move that's kind of it that's all <laughs> yeah. he's got um but it's sarah who just like kicks this powerful strong vampire off of her and gets away and caleb just like scoops her up and like uh runs off it's great um mm. uh oh sorry i missed a bit before this uh diamondback like sneaks 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 up behind caleb and like goes to throw a knife at him and may like calls out to him uh yeah and he swivels just in time and jesse catches the knife in his teeth which is yeah. sick <laughs> it's doesn't and it's so good because he doesn't do it in a cool like no. corner perfectly way his mouth is like messed up now yeah like broke a lot of his teeth i think like catching yeah, his knife in his mouth up. but it's it's still very cool <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> that, that plays out it's not quite like getting shot and then spitting up a bullet and then putting it in your dad's pocket like that's <laughs> that's still the best move of this whole film um yeah yeah uh but yeah they like run all the way like the, he scoops her up and they run away and like it's it's so funny because he gets like caleb gets like exhausted from running carrying his sister and like lets her go and he's like go on go 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 on go 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 it's he's like that's literally how he delivers that line which is very funny i went back to <laughs> yeah. listen to it because it's just like <laughs> cowboy rambling <laughs> like um and she like runs along but she's only got little uh kid legs and gets scooped up by the vamps again they capture her again um and he's like damn it but (laughs) i thought that would work i know 
through through all of this, uh, they've delayed long enough, and now the sun is rising. So they're driving away, but they're still trying to like cover up all the windows, yeah, and like uh, get away. But of course, Caleb is like running man in hot pursuit. Six million dollar man just pounding the pavement, um, chasing after them. And May's like, well, I see the tides are turning and busts the back window of the car open out and uh, throws Sarah out and they run out the back of the car as it like turns around. Homer Mm. jumps out after them and starts chasing them down as well. But of course, we're like early morning, like sun fully risen at this point. And he starts catching fire so quick, like yeah, because he's like the oldest vampire. Presumably, I think it correlates to age how quickly they catch fire. But this dude, I like that, is like fully ablaze and is chasing after them. He gets like halfway there and then fucking explodes. <laughs> Just yeah, like seeing a child spontaneously combust is not something i expected like i expected him to like burn to death like like yeah. a vampire but no he, he like full-on explodes as if you like shot a like gas canister or something it's amazing yeah um say what you will but this has got to be the first movie we've covered where a child explodes that is so true i feel like uh, if they had the budget turkish spider-man would have tried something like this <laughs> yeah but um but yeah, definitely the first time I've seen it. And the first time I've seen it in my real life. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Jesse and Diamondback are also like driving to as if to run them down. Mm. Uh, but it's too hot and the the um, the windows of the car have all shattered. And so they catch fire. And we just see the fire like pouring out the open doors of the car at the sides yeah. of the car before it like careens off to the side of the road and then also explodes <laughs> of course it's so sweet i just love there's a high density of explosions in the back half of this yeah. movie it's very good um and yeah uh luckily may has covered herself by a blanket a blankie and she is protected from the sun's uh rays because she could well explode as well uh but they yeah. sort of just like hang out and uh here at the end of the movie um she gets a little blood transfusion of her own from the vet dad and she wakes up at in our third playthrough of breathe and she just sort of can't believe it we end the movie with her just sort of in disbelief embracing caleb and like hang out she's just like instead of hugging him back she's just sort of like looking at her hands and being like what the fuck like and the movie ends on a freeze frame and zoom in on her like completely confused face which is such an awkward zoom as well because it zooms on a slight angle like we've got to get this face it's the weirdest it's the weirdest end i can't believe it looks like they had like another like 30 seconds of this footage that of her just like looking at her hands and being really weirded out and they just chose a random frame and they're like yep that's it and zoomed in for another like 10 seconds on a freeze frame before ending the film maybe it was the opposite of the graduate where the graduate they like yeah kept it going and accidentally caught this amazing like moving moment that sums up the whole film yeah maybe it did there was a moment of like doubt in their eyes like oh now we have to 
hang out now you're human blah 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 and like then in the edit they're like nah too ambiguous <laughs> i've never seen the graduate it can't be that like we can't yeah. like that seems dumb <laughs> let's just end on a freeze frame <laughs> well had- they actually they wanted to end this with the daughter walking outside i mean the sister walking outside with them and then her hand starting to smoke oh and it was no this cool kind of like oh no but then they realized like oh then she can just get a blood transfusion and yeah. be cured so and, sh- and she'd be fine point? too yeah yeah that is <laughs> with the very easy solution to vampirism still around like yeah your dad might need to wait a couple of days because he's probably running out of blood at this point <laughs> yeah poor guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he's probably feeling quite woozy um but yeah oh it's very funny uh but yeah that's the end of the film a weird one what did you think how did it sink gareth um look i'll say we've talked a lot about you know we've gnashed our fangs Mm. about this movie we've give we've talked a lot about you know this and vampires in general and sexy vampires especially Mm. but one thing we um didn't like draw any blood from was pink floyd's dark side of the moon sinking up really yeah there's a couple like close misses there was you know money coming up with money there was the guitar solo kiss but i don't know what are you reckoning yeah i don't know it's it's sort of a tough one to gauge right like there were definite sinks but i feel like they weren't strong suitors you know like yeah uh i feel like this could be a three yeah but I, th- I think it's it makes me that. i want to fa- i want to say like four ish you know yeah yeah i'm feeling a four on this yeah because i was just thinking this might be a three but we now we've got the weight of these movies that we've given threes to that synced worse than this yeah so, thus numbers work that you give it the next sequentially higher number makes sense makes sense yeah yeah checks out checks out there you go all right a nice four there we go yeah four fangs up four fangs up four fangs down 30 so many i'm so so lost at the end of this film i'm so confused i'm dazed and confused that's not the film that we're doing next week (laughs) but it's good now off mic i think last week i accidentally bullied you into choosing a film so you don't have to choose the film that i kept bringing up oh god what was that i can't even remember what was it oh okay that's all good then we can do it. I don't, I don't mind. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm. You're free. What What are we doing next week? All right. Well, we're talking about we're talking about fangs and talking about uh, the old vamps and all that. All those guys. Um, and I was thinking, you know how? What's the opposite of? It's uh, the opposite of vampires. We've got the werewolves, right? And they're like yeah. They're like canines, and uh, they're they're sketchy fellas. But um what what's the scariest thing that we've been encountering so far in our movie watching habits gareth Ooh. i want to say that it's tom hanks our old antagonist <laughs> he's yeah back at it again and so we're getting the tom hanks we're getting the canines we're going turner and hooch next week <laughs> yes 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 let's see what he's if, oh, if, is he the villain in this one must. yeah we'll find out will this movie be as unlikely appearing as turner and hooch were possibly 
unlikely pairing with Pink Floyd that is. Sorry. Possibly. <laughs> Forgot Turner, what we do. Turner and Hooch and the Dark Side of the Moon next week. Yeah. Look into it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my well, gosh. until then, um, I've been Gareth Blackler. Consult your library about sexy vampires. Oh, please do. Just consult me <laughs> about them. I want to know more. Ooh. I've been James yeah. Barron and I'm seeking the secret knowledge. <laughs> That's all. Um, yeah. T- t- check out this podcast. Continue to check it out. I don't know. Continue. Um, yeah. Tell your friends. Follow us on social media by searching the name of the show and then not clicking on the band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. currently exist. Hey, shout out to them. Um, if we could get them to do our theme song, that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hit us up, I wonder if they're mad at us for, like, fighting them on Spotify now. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I can- I'll try to message them on Twitter and see what happens. Sure. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, gosh, until then, until I've finished messaging them, (laughs) see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Don't know who that was. That was a different version of me. Goodbye. Yeah, another character. Yeah, don't know. Not the vampire. No, of course not. He's locked up. He's dead. Oh no. I killed him. Van Helsing. Him and Cockney James. (laughs) They share the grave. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.